What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to The A Show with the kings of pro wrestling podcasts. And we are awesome. I am Justin here with Meals. It is a gloomy day in Los Angeles today. Meals, what, what's it like on your side? Are you burning up? Hot as fuck. What are you talking about? Like <laughs> in New York City, it is Satan's anus when you walk outside. Like it's is it literally. Like, uh, is it like do the right thing? Um, yes. But also, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. The, the New York heat is, like, it's different. But I have nothing to compare it to. So maybe I'm fucking bugging. I don't I don't go anywhere. But, like, the New York heat is, like, back in the day. I'm going my back on the day shit. Oh, here back we go. in the day Yo. in New York City. This is this is equivalent to when Drew, Drew McIntyre sells his Scottish tales on Raw. And everyone's just like, oh, my God, I didn't ask for this. Um, back in the day, New York, and it would be hot as hell, and it's trash day, so the whole city smells like ass anyway, and it's hot, and like bees, and like flies, and all this other stuff, and now you include mask into the thing, and et cetera, et cetera, like, it's it's too much, it's too much. Um, last week I recorded, well, last week I recorded the episode in a room, our AC had broken down, so I had to do it. Thankfully, it's back, so, oh my Jesus. god. We're gonna talk about masks. A little bit later in the show, mm. but um, <laughs> global warming is weird, man. It really is. Global warming is weird. It's not enough it's, attention. It's it's weird and it's real. Let's just be clear. Oh, we're we're we're. I think we both stand on that. It's real. Yeah, clearly not enough attention being brought to this issue. Like not nearly. Like until our masks melt off. <laughs> <laughs> or something along those lines. Like, clearly, like, this is a situation that needs to be handled. Yeah. It, it, you it know is. what's another situation that needs to be ha- Sorry. I, I, f- I feel like I keep stepping over your words. Go ahead. Um, you know another situation that needs to be handled? What? So we had bought a replacement AC, and it came yesterday. The situation that needs to be handled is FedEx. Mm. FedEx left the entire unit downstairs in the lobby mind you this isn't an inconspicuous box you know it's an air conditioner there's a picture of the air conditioner on the box (laughs) and they just left it downstairs and luckily it was a time where my mom was you know she was checking her thing and she was like yo it's delivered and i was like oh let me go check what's downstairs it was completely down there just chilling how okay how big was it it's huge Eight thousand btu unit it's huge Nobody could steal it, Mills, you know? <laughs> if you if people really, really want it, they'll take that AC. Like, I carried it all the way upstairs. If someone really, really wanted it, they would take it. You know what I'm saying? How many? How many like, people, I don't want to, you know, have people know where you live at or try to find every type of, you know, building that has this many floors. But, like, what floor are you on? I'm on the fourth floor. Ooh, what, well, I mean, Mills, you you picked that up with one hand. You you no, it, it, that, this was a two hander. Sorry, this was a two hander. Sorry to disappoint everybody, um, <laughs> but this was a two hander. It was pretty tough to move. Like, but it's like people who say like, "Yo, you know," it, it, I I I saw this on King of the Hill once, and it's like they talk about like teen smoking, how bad it is, and how they should stop do it. And there's like. If you have, Hank Hill said, if you have one hand, if you have 
one hand with a tool because they were doing wood shop. If you have one hand and a tool and another hand with a tool, you have no hands to you know to smoke. <laughs> and the principal was just like, they'll just put down the tools if they want to smoke bad enough. <laughs> 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 like what the fuck? Like someone will take it if they want it bad enough. Which I would respect. It's not me. I don't personally do that. I don't like that type of karma on my body. But so air, air conditioning yeah. theft. Just know we know. <laughs> just know that we know. Oh, sh- shit, man. Who paying for that? You know, <laughs> FedEx. No. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. The world we live in. And uh, we actually have a segment that we were going to do or we were going to do for our Patreon. But in order to kind of incentivize people to check out our Patreon, which you can sign up for at patreon.com slash the A Show RNC is our top 10 wrestlers so far in 2021 for WWE. This is a long conversation. This is a long conversation me and Mills had. It goes around 40 something minutes on the Patreon episode. But just because we, you know, we want to have, you know, let you guys on the free versions eat, we're going to play you guys uh, the top three picks from that so that you can you can have a conversation about it. The graphic will be out with this episode so we can, we can talk about it uh, on Twitter and social media. But the actual conversation between Mills and I is on the Patreon episode. So make sure you check it out because it is very in-depth and very, very dope. Listen. You're going to want to check this out because we're talking a whole bunch of stuff on this one. Um, but, yeah, let's get into the top three. 2021, so far, top three WWE superstars. Number three, Matt Riddle. Oh, man. Matt Riddle. What Talk I, about what a I, year. What I tell y'all? What I tell y'all, man? I said, don't I mean, be shocked. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. I've, I've been trying to warn people on the show for about a year that the way that they booked him and the way that they book him is indicative of how they make stars. Even when he was on SmackDown, he didn't take many L's when he got when he you know, what I'm saying like they this is a guy who was on TV every single week. And ever since he got the raw, he's been on TV every single week in some type of match, having the best match on the show. And that has continued into 2021, where I don't think that he's had a bad match this year. That's tough. That's tough to not have a bad match. Exactly. Put you in a lot of matches. He had a banger with Xavier Woods, banger with Kofi Kingston, banger with Drew McIntyre the other night, had two bangers on Monday Night Raw last night. He's the most consistent wrestler and also has the gimmick to kind of match. He's putting smiles on faces while mm-hmm. kicking ass in the ring. The we, man, laughed. we laughed at the gimmick. We laughed at the birds coming out. We laughed at it. And it's over. <laughs> I mean, this guy is going to be wait to the people, wait for I, the people. Exactly. This guy's going to be one of the most over guys on the show when they go back to crowds. Yeah. This, this to me kind of like, this is if, and, and we're watching 2001 Raws. And if you're a fan of the invasion diaries, first of all, thank you. Um, and then second, we're having an episode this Sunday, this Sunday, well, this Sunday, this Monday coming up, and J5 is on it again. So it's just me and J5. We're talking like it's the A show shit. But one of the most over wrestlers at the time, Rob Van Dam. But I only think now this feud, this to me kind of mirrors that. And the only thing that kind of makes it really like a non mirror of it is that they didn't go all the way with Rob Van Dam. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? 
They didn't um, give him the sort of they gave him the opportunities from time to time, but they never decided that he should be a champion or anyone of any note on Raw or actually carry the show. With Matt Riddle, you clearly see that. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but we clearly see what they're what they're doing with this guy. Yeah, um, and and when you see the last two guys on this list, you'll understand that Matt Riddle could only stand next to these two guys in terms of match quality and being the best guy on the card at any given time. And that's why he deserves this this part. And and again, we we've talked about the you know potential issues with him outside of the ring. We're judging it on the on, in the ring. And when that shit comes, we'll we'll judge accordingly. You know what I mean? But in terms of in ring, this guy is a jackass outside of it. He's an idiot outside of it. Inside the ring, this he's a cold motherfucker. That, that's really all we can say about it. Number two, Drew McIntyre. Um, I tell you a story about. <laughs> <laughs> he's just been consistent. He's equally as consistent as he was last year. He kicked off the year WWE champion. He had a a good to solid match with Goldberg, which is tough to do. Battled COVID. Can't believe he he jobbed out COVID. Can't forget that. Um, <laughs> but. Really, throughout the year, he's had an, uh, he's just been as consistent. And while people have been like, oh, we need a kind of a new person to get this title shot, like even when he isn't in the title picture as he is now, I mean, just over the last two weeks, that triple threat match, um, that he had on Raw and the Raw with Riddle, the match with Riddle, like clearly he's putting on and clearly he has some influence and like okay i want to make these guys look good i want to have these amazing type of matches and that's what he's doing like he's drew mcintyre's he's real like he's real send him a smackdown please (laughs) yeah yeah i i i think a move is imminent for him depending on where riddle goes i'll be i'll be real honest i think i think where riddle is in terms of being a top baby face by the end of the year would depend on whether they need drew anymore on Raw, Very not true. not in general, but on Raw. But if he goes to SmackDown, you get a perfect feud with the number one guy. The number one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't read it. I was reading something else. Um, number one, Roman Reigns. This man has undoubtedly. So we had so I'll say this we re, we originally had different lists. It's very ironic because I had you at number one and you had Roman Reigns at number one. So I'd like to actually know what was your kind of thoughts for picking Roman Reigns at number one over Drew McIntyre? Like where does that kind of lead? I think Roman's aura. I I think his aura, his charisma, to me is where Drew longs to be. He's not there yet. I think Drew's great, but he's not Roman yet. I think Roman when he he commands you to watch when he mm-hmm. when he comes out. He commands you to watch when he says something. He command he has completely revamped his character to what he is right now. And I think the difference between he and Drew is that I think the level of competition on SmackDown is just so much better. Look at who who Roman has to face. He's got KOs and Daniel Bryan's and Edges and stuff like that. Drew's got a I'm not saying he's Drew's working with Milkmen. But the level of competition is is clearly different on on Raw and Drew. Seamus kind of looks like a milk, you know. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, it, it's it's just a different level of competition. I think Roman can get more out of the guys. I think I think what what Roman could do with with Daniel Bryan is, is a lot higher than what Drew could have done with Bobby Lashley. 
You know what I mean? Like he, he just there's just so much more he could do on that show. It's it's just dependent on the shows. I think I think if you switch the shows, it would it would I would have put Drew at number one. Gotcha. No, no, I agree. I think Roman Reigns has just kind of had the entire. I mean, he's the full entire package at this point, and it's clear to see where he's moving. There doesn't seem to be a end of sight to his reign at all. Um. And, I mean, given all the rumors, he's going to have the biggest match that he's ever had thus far during this reign coming up in a couple weeks. So we have that to look forward to. So Roman Reigns is number one on our list um, and maybe number one in our hearts. And uh, that's our top 10 for 2021 so far. You know, at the end of the year, we're going to do our list of wrestler of the year, superstar of the year, have these conversations once again. And, you know, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Um or your guys of the year thus far who should have been on this list, who didn't make this list, um, and a bunch of things. Yeah. Yeah, get get the comment section on the Patreon popping, man. Let's let's see what you guys got to say, man. I want, I want to see it. So we, we're gonna put up the graphic. You guys are gonna be able to comment on it, and we're gonna uh we're gonna have some good conversation about it. Let, let's talk. All right. So let's get into no holds barred. A lot of this is a really depressing no holds barred. Ooh, come on. It's the it's the <laughs> It's practically the unemployment line of no holds barred. No, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, too soon. Sorry, sorry. I'm trying so, to make light of the situation before we head into all the serious talk. So last Friday we had more releases, more releases. We want to talk about the first one, uh, writer Kenise Mobley. I will say everything I need to say right now. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, let's do the prelude. She was fired this week. It was reports um, due to a podcast that she appeared on. Was this after the show last week? Did we get to talk about any of this last week, or did this happen like after no, the show? Like it happened after the show. It happened after. It happened after the show, and the podcast was being talked about, but it wasn't like a. From what I understood, like what I thought, it wasn't like that big of a deal. I thought it was just like. You know, she said that she wasn't familiar with the product. She called Bobby. She didn't get Bobby Lashley's name right. And boom, you know, it was like, oh, how could you do that? And I was like, well, listen, they don't ever hire anybody based on their wrestling knowledge. And we and we moved on. Absolutely. But apparently right. it, it had been going on for much longer. I started noticing that a lot of different wrestling accounts had started picking this stuff up and um they were reporting on it. And of course that signal boosted to a lot of people within the community. And it became by Thursday, a huge fucking conversation to a point where a lot of people were reposting it and, and talking about it and getting upset about it. I don't think, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to think. Let me stop right there. I'm not going to tell you what to think. If you're mad about this, you're just a different person than I am because this, <laughs> I'm not mad about this. And I'm not trying to, like, dismiss it or shrug it or anything like that because I do feel, like, in a sense that, hey, maybe you should know these things that are going on. But at the same time, WWE hired her knowing full well that she didn't know a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started jobs. I've started jobs three weeks in. I don't know everybody's names. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, it would be great if I knew everybody's names. But some people, I went to college for four years, sat next to people, exchange notes, exchange things, test stuff. I know who the hell they were at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, 
but these are situations I feel like where, where people aren't necessarily given the gravity, aren't even given the opportunity to kind of rise and fail before they're kind of released in the situation. And I talked about this on Twitter because it actually pissed me off last week. And I'm kind of great. I'm, I'm grateful now that it's like four days later and I've definitely cooled down because if we had talked about this when it happened, I would have been pissed. But the fact that you don't even know who's writing wrong, you don't know. You don't know who's writing wrong. You don't even know who's 95% of the creative are. And I'm pretty sure if you knew, you would follow them on Twitter and you would harass them there. But luckily, they don't, as unfortunately Kenise did, um, or Kenise. Um, I think that was her biggest, to me, uh, snafu was was um, not only just saying it. Like I don't think, like personally, I don't think it was a problem with, with her saying it because we, yeah, we know. I don't think so either. But it might have been detrimental to her position by saying that publicly. I'll admit that. Yeah. But, um, absolutely. And and having people know because she was one of the one of the ones that had announced that she got the job and I was like oh, I would I would have just I wouldn't have did it. She didn't know she don't she doesn't know the wrestling business in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know the rabid fans and all this other stuff like that. Like you don't know how many people have we known have announced the jobs that they're at. Oh, we're moving to this label or we're moving to this company or et cetera, et cetera, and announced kind of that. I mean, it's a, it's one of the reasons why I think we both you wow. Thank you, motorcycle. Um, but you don't particularly do it much anymore because people are weird. <laughs> and yeah. even we've experienced, you know, I would love to say regular fans, but they are wrestling fans being weird mm-hmm. about things that are in our personal lives or decisions that you make or jobs that we have or et cetera, et cetera. Um, However, I think, yeah, that was her only kind of thing. But the fact that you don't even know who's 95 of these people writing raw and you're already, you know, shitting on her because she's a comedy, a comedy writer writing a television show. That's yeah. so weird to me. You know what I'm saying? And then the second half of it, it's like you didn't even give her the room to, like, learn the damn job. Like, who knew who knows what she could have become? And I, I generally feel weird about this because I don't even know how she feels. So I feel like I'm projecting this like massive outrage when she could be like, I didn't even want that job anyway. Like, so I never want to like kind of, I don't, I would, I want to hear how she feels. I don't know when next time we'll hear that. Cause <laughs> well, she put her, she made her account private. Um, and she's, she, she did that a long time ago. <laughs> she's been posting that she's been getting DMS from her website account, uh, of her Squarespace account from people calling her, you know, really bad, disrespectful things uh on there and i gotta say like the people signal boosting this as if they don't like i think sorry said it best like did you know did you know how to flip burgers before you got a job or something like that like (laughs) like like no like nobody no one knows you know no one has the infinite knowledge to know everything before they get a job that's what you learn on the job you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying but i think there was there was definitely two things to this here three things maybe one of it is, yes, she didn't know. So there's that elitist factor with wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And the next two, some people probably don't want to hear, but it's absolutely true. There's a racial, there's a racial angle here. Hashtag racial angle here. And let's just, let's just grab the elephant and pull it right into the middle of the room. That's definitely an issue there. Because a lot of the people I saw getting on her were white people. Let's just be absolutely. clear. And number three. And, first, and people, honestly, and people in their positions, for instance, let's talk about, I know... This is like bad in retrospect because we found out he had like CTE and shit like that. Mike Adamley, who would publicly say the wrong thing on Monday Night Raw. And you know what he got? He got a promotion in his character because apparently enough people loved it and found it funny. 
that mm-hmm. he would call Jeff Hardy, Jeff Harvey, or he would call this, that, and that, you know, or whatever. He would mess up something, Jamaican me crazy, all types of terrible stuff, terrible, terrible things that he would say. Not like terrible, bad, but just like, wow, that's corny as fuck. And he yeah. got promoted. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 we're not afforded the same opportunity. She was fired four weeks into her job. Not even like, we don't think you should do this again or you should learn from this situation. We'll pass you off with a warning or anything. It was like, no, you're clipped. And then we were told it wasn't because of the outrage. It was because that people backstage didn't necessarily like it. And while I believe that part is true, I 100% believe that the outrage was part of it. Yeah, optics, optics wise, man, working at a company, working at something like that, it just looks bad. You know what I mean? It just looks bad on them. But there's a third thing I want to say that's the elephant in the room here is that she was a woman. And I, I, you already know what wrestling fans and, and their reckoning with race and women and protecting women and protecting women of color and protecting people of color has. They don't have any at all. And I saw an alarming amount of people of color not defending, not attempting to even understand or reckon what that might be like because you yourself are also a person that will be in white spaces. You yourself will also be a person that is trying to find themselves in a situation they don't know about making God knows how much money than you've ever made. Cause I've been in her situation before. I'm still mm-hmm. in her situation today in a lot of ways, but you learn and people give you a chance. These people never gave this, this woman a chance. All right. And I'm not saying she didn't deserve to, you know, she, she shouldn't have said that, but she deserved a chance. She was allotted that. And no one gave her that because she didn't know, because she was a woman and because she was black. I hate mm. to say it. And, and then also, I think a lot of it comes off. Um, one, I do believe the elitist thing definitely comes off. But if you look at kind of, if you try to make sense of the entire thing, she was on a podcast, I, I believe, with like a fellow comedian, or she's a comedian herself. And I think she was generally taking the awkwardness of the situation and making comedy out of it. <laughs> it's like Bobby Lashley. Oh, oh my God, I should really know these things. I don't think it was meant to ever disparage Bobby Lashley. And disrespect him. Yeah. Yeah. It was clearly someone who's who deals with these kind of situations in that way. I could be projecting. I don't really know her that well. But that's how it like comes off to me when I look at her occupation, when I look at the things, when I look at her tweets and stuff like that. Like y'all didn't even give her a chance. Y'all y'all suck. Wrestling fans suck. They yeah. just do. They just do. And 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 you talk about how terrible Raw is and how terrible the writing is and how terrible WWE is, and then someone new comes in and you see them and you say, Oh, they're you're also terrible. All right. So do you do you hate people who know about the company or do you hate people who don't know about the company? Like, which one is it? What do you want? I don't know. Let's get to the other uh, releases. <laughs> yeah. Also on Friday, a record number of releases on, on Friday. Uh, ready for this one, Mills? Yes. So we got Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Tony Nese, Arya Davari. August Gray, Ever Rise, that is the tag team comprised of Chase Parker and Matt Martell, who are on NXT. Kurt Stallion, the Bollywood Boys, who are Sunil and Samir Singh, Arturo Ruiz, Marina Shafir, Killian Dane, and Tino Sabatelli, who, if you remember, Tino was actually brought back last year. Mm, the, the famous, the, the uh, alleged snitch 
mm-hmm. came back home, you know, Paul Revere, who really said, oh, we, we spoiling programs? Let me spoil your program. And then they <laughs> gave him a job for it, for his, uh, <laughs> Thanks, for his reckoning. Yeah, Thanks. I know. And they can- I'm sure Nick um, is like, I'm going to fuck about that. <laughs> I, honestly, I look at these, and some of these are ones that I thought would have been gone a while ago. Like, Br- Breeze definitely missed a couple cuts. Fandango definitely missed a couple cuts, but they were making their way through NXT. A lot. NXT was the Fandango most... Fandango has a 15-year WWE career. <laughs> yeah, which is... Un- that's, a hall of- that's Hall of Fame level, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> For... Uh, I think the first title you won was the NXT Tag Team Championships, like last year. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, Godspeed, like you know, Godspeed. Yeah. And NXT and Two Hundred Five Live were hit the hardest here. Um, it's not hard to see that they were getting away a couple people that had kind of been there for a while. We're, we're not really doing anything, uh, and also, I mean, they seem to be restructuring the, the 205 Cruiserweight division. Uh, there were reports out that they were making it a bigger deal and they were going to feature it more in NXT. I think the ending of NXT's uh, episode last week showed just how big they were trying to go with the in it with with the Cruiserweight division, and, and rightfully so. But there were there were people there that just had that 205 kind of look to them, I guess, and then they just had to go. I mean, Tony Nese and um, Arya were the final two original guys on that show. They were they were left. And now they're gone. Yeah, they're gone now. It's it's weird. It's five years. Last week was five years to the like almost the day that the Cruiserweight Classic debuted, and I think, I mean, we're assuming this is the we're approaching the end of Two Hundred Five Live. I'm assuming yes. I would imagine if I was to guess, they've been talking about this Evolve show forever. So if I was to guess, they were they would they would do away two hundred five live, put cruiserweights on NXT, and then have the NXT Evolve show with those guys that are still left. Because um, two hundred five live, I mean, it can't even live up to the actual name itself. Isn't live. <laughs> There's no WWE Network. I think also, it's just on demand. <laughs> and also, I think it's stupid to have like the weight the weight thing, like prevalent in that. I think it should just be free weight now. You know what I'm saying? Like they should. Yeah, have them scrap. Give NXT a second show. NXT Dark. You know what I'm saying? NXT Evolution or whatever the fuck you there. Elevation, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I I mean, the, the, it hurts. I mean, whenever you see these types of losses, I was a really big fan of Tony Nese. I was a big fan of Everrise, but like I could also see that like Everrise, there was nothing imminently coming out of them. In no. Any, <laughs> other than them losing a lot. <laughs> Other than Kevin Owens wearing their shirts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. clearly Kevin Owens loved him, loved them more than anyone in the WWE. Um, but yeah, there didn't seem to be any distinct or strong plans for them. Um, really, anyone in this kind of class that was released, to be honest with you. So um, they're out on the indies. They're out into the world. Change the world, my friends. Um I'm sure we'll hear all types of secrets about 205 Live and how no one watched so they were able to do all the types of sh- cool shit. Um, I wish them the best. I really generally do. I think these people were a bunch of hardworking people who none of these guys weren't didn't work hard. Yeah. To be where they're at. So but when wherever they go, they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna be big. You know, especially when everybody gets a chance to do what they gotta do. Tyler Breeze, I don't know. I mean, he he. Tyler Breeze, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, he well, he said on he he did end up on Xavier's stream last weekend. 
he said that he was he had been basically waiting for a release for a long time. Like he he was like, I knew I was on the chopping block for a long time, and it just so happened to happen now. And he said that he wasn't sure if he would be continue if he would continue a in ring career. But he does have a wrestling school, which he started uh, two years ago with Sean Spears. So that's something mm-hmm. that's obviously a, a big thing for him. And and I think that well, Diesel, Diesel's um, I think big honks for Tyler Breeze. <laughs> I think that you know if he was to come back as a producer, I think he'd do fantastic in NXT or or main roster wherever he decides to go if he does come back. But the rest of the, the rest of them, they're young. I mean, it kind of sucks that Marina was let go as soon as her husband redebuted <laughs> on the show, but. You know, <laughs> Nikon, listen, Nikon don't care about nobody. Nikon only does what's right for business. You know what I'm saying? He's the real authority. Jesus Christ. All right. One more. One more thing before we get to the shows. Uh, you seen the Sasha Banks, the Sasha Banks thing? I have. I've been trying to avoid it. <laughs> but it's very, very hard. It's very, very hard living, living on a wrestling Internet type of thing. Um, and not that I'm trying to avoid it. Because I don't want, I just, uh, I think personally me, shit, how do I say this? Anyway, tell the story. I'll think of words. I don't even want to know what you're about to say. Um, so Sasha Banks, late last Friday, was found liking pictures on Instagram from a very big if you will, a very big uh, anti-vax, really kind of right-wing QAnon Instagram account. And people dug, dug deeper, and there's even more stuff that's in these accounts that she's either liked or that, what they represent that really slant it towards a anti-vax, anti, uh, anti-democrat, anti-socialist, anti-whatever you could think of. You know, any dog whistle you could think of Republicans have been using for the past year, she's in on that. And it has really not divided, but, you know, we all know Sasha has a very rabid fan base and it has not only made them just kind of go more inward in terms of how they defend her, but also really just kind of change their whole, like, these are people that I've seen physically seen them joke people like Karrion Cross and, and Drew, Drake Wirtz completely go against it and defend Sasha on this, which is, if we learn, bro, if we learn anything from two weeks ago which we talked about in our thing, mm-hmm. people will defend what they want to defend. Yeah. People will, there is no right or wrong. There is no rhyme or reason. It is only bias. And people will defend what they like and not defend what they don't like. It's hypocritical. It's a bunch of other things. Now, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not slanting this towards Sasha Banks and stuff like that, but I'm just letting you know, these fans, these people, everybody, they're going to defend who they want to defend mm-hmm. because they like them. Not because <laughs> they believe in them, but because they like this person. This she's person who doesn't know them. <laughs> she's spiritual. I've, I've, I've had people in my comments saying uh, she should use this as a gimmick uh, the same way Punk did in the, in the Straight Edge Society. I've seen people saying, well, Vince did this and that and all of this other stuff. I'm like, well, what we, we he, well, well, one thing Vince ain't done is he ain't fucked around with COVID. He ain't played about that shit. So what is y'all even trying to do? <laughs> I'm trying to learn the least about these superstars now as humanly possible. <laughs> I like Sasha Banks. So this is very uh, disheartening. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
as much as I think social media uncovers so many different things that like I kind of wish I didn't know. But I'm in some instances, you glad you know. You kind of know where you stand. You kind of know where they stand. You kind of know how to position yourself in relative towards that. Um, but other things I think are just brought out because of uh, hate and disdain. Um, one thing I noted over the weekend that I thought came out because of that similar thing. I'm not sure what. Did you see the whole Bella's in China thing? Yeah. Um... I didn't. I didn't like how it came about, but I also didn't like what I saw neither. I um, it, again, some of this stuff is being definitely weaponized. Where it's like, yeah, this was a this was definitely a okay. What they who, said, who watched that live? <laughs> exactly, like like who found it? Who found it? Is the crazy why? Yeah, like I don't know why. I don't know what. Like it was it was fucked up what they said about China. I'm not going to repeat it here, but like that was a show at that time. That was for shit like that. And that just shows you just how, how far we've come in seven, eight years. That, that type of thing is unacceptable. And that's absolutely right. And they should be taken to the coals for that. Joan and, Rivers would and, not have a, <laughs> exactly. if she had lived. Exactly. She, would not, she would not age well in 2021. No. And, and I think that she'd be one of these comedians whining about being everyone being too sensitive, right? And absolutely. this is an issue where it's too sensitive, but it's an issue where it's like, it almost felt like, and maybe you can, Mills, you can kind of, you know, agree with me or not on this, that this came out in opposition to what Sasha, the Sasha conversation. <laughs> it just felt, the timing felt weird. The timing felt weird with all of this type of stuff because I agree. It could come out in response to that. It's like, well, um, I could very well see a situation. I'm not saying this is true. I'm not even certain where a Bella Stan army was like, oh, your fave does this. And then a Sasha Banks stand pulls out this clip that they've been holding within, you know, on, on their real player in their files forever of one appearance of the Bellas on the fashion police on E. You know what I'm saying? And pulls that out. And now it's an entire thing. I'm very glad that Nikki Bella has responded to this and, you know, apologized and a lot of other things. And I saw that pretty much the state of um, China has pretty much accepted their apology and told the stands to stand down, um, yeah. which I feel like a lot of artists need to do. A lot of, not even artists, just a lot of people, public figures and stuff need to corral their fans and tell them, yo, chill. Yeah. Because I know Sasha Banks doesn't really do that. Um, no, she, she, knows she like Sasha knows what she's doing. Yeah. She sees, she sees it. And I think she sees what's going on now. And yeah. I think this is a window into what, not just her, we're not just going to single her out. It's in window into what a lot of these motherfuckers in backstage believe. Really, she's just one of she she's just one of them that that just so happened to like some pictures and you guys saw it. I don't even know how they found that page, but you guys saw it. And you the know what? Instagram removed the activity thing for a reason. Exactly. But <laughs> to it's save like, relationships, <laughs> to save people from slander, and privacy. <laughs> privacy but there she, must be an app she shouldn't, she shouldn't be liking that from her from her from that page though she shouldn't be liking that type of shit from that page though no nah, she need to go to the private one with that maybe she thought she was on the private one maybe but she didn't she didn't stand down from it it's still there and i think you know yeah. people saying oh it's her body if she wants to get it back or not uh there's six hundred thousand and counting people di- dying and there's another variant out today in california we have to wear mask again in, indoors fucking think Think about it. 
We'll be right back with SmackDown <laughs> and Raw Talk. What are you doing? Why, Miz? Are you surprised? Because I thought such a money in the bank master like yourself said that he could see and he could sense everything. Of course I saw he you! Can. It's another aspect of my strategy to lull in the victims into my false sense of security. Oh, yeah. That's good. So in that case, you must have let me take this. Hey! Sweet dripstick, bro. Yeah, I got one just like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have one just like it. Yeah. Dad! Ah! Dripsticks. Ricochet and Drip. They're giving Ricochet a lot, man. Listen, you drizz or drip someone in the face or something along those lines, man. Listen, them dripsticks, those, those are the real winners in this situation. Um, they're giving Ricochet a lot. Let's talk about let's talk about the shows this week, man. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh SmackDown. Things happen. Things happen on both shows. I'll say this, I'll say this again. Last week it was like, and eh, on one show, and I think all three shows from last week, they were they were, they were hitting. I, th- I thought they were all really good. Um, but so on SmackDown, we got the return of Edge, and we found out that Edge will be facing Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank in three weeks. The only person that isn't happy about that is Seth Rollins. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> my man was losing it on Talking Smack. A rare listen, make Talking Smack special. You got to announce big matches on the show, um, because otherwise, I don't really want to watch it. But Edge is back. I love it. He's back. He's going to face Romans at Money in the Bank. I love it. Um, People will do not love it. People say, "Well, Edge got pinned at WrestleMania." I'm like, nigga, they do this all the fucking shut time. Up. Shut not, up. Not only that, you give the crowd something big to come back to. Edge ain't doing no yes. fucking money in the bank match. I'm sorry. He's just not. And Edge probably was like, people, sign me up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Really, the story here, though, Mills, is the fact that Edge never got his one-on-one. Yeah. Because Daniel Bryan, who's number eight on our you know top ten list, um, screwed him out of it. Screwed, and- him, screwed him out of his list position, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story um but yes but I'm, I'm loving it i like edge i think he holds a very um he's a strong uh opposition to roman reigns i would not have known otherwise who would have challenged roman reigns um because he pretty handedly dumped mysterio and dominic in the trash um so i'm lucky it's edge and i see edge coming back and and this month this month and next month it's gonna be big for roman reigns that's mm-hmm. all i got to say about that mm-hmm uh, next up, oh, well, we talked about Seth Rollins, but he's doing some really good character work. He's the odd man out, and I think we got some seeds once again of what's what's to come for Seth Rollins, and specifically when it comes to Edge, who nudged him out of the position for the Universal Title shot. Which I think it's funny that the only reason he thinks he should he deserves this is because he got one win over the guy he's been losing to all year. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the privilege. Um, no, he was, Seth Rollins came in. He walked in the office. He's like, you know my resume. You know, you know my, <laughs> you know my energy. Like, I need that title shot, and I would have loved to see it if they, if they hadn't, if Edge hadn't came back. I'd have been like, all right, Roman versus Seth. Okay, I don't know who to share for, but I'm gonna share for somebody. Um, I love the seeds for it. Yeah, this is great. Really, this is fantastic. Really uh, Liv, Liv Morgan. Uh, she qualified for Money in the Bank. So good for she her. She actually did not qualify for money in the Wait, bank. Wait, I thought she did. 
Nope. <laughs> so I'm she's she's not in the match. <laughs> Why did I think that? She no because they because they are con- they confuse the shit out of everybody. They made it seem like oh, live if you win, you'll be in the match. But what they really said is live if you win, we'll consider you to be in the match. And I'm like, there's four women on SmackDown that aren't in this thing. Put her in the goddamn match. What's the you know fucking what confusion? Yeah, what's the confusion here? No, there's, I just looked on WWE.com. She's not in the match. <laughs> wow, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. It was confusing. I'm glad you did that because it was confusing for no reason. Liv Morgan got a win and she's not even in the damn match. And not to say that's anything against Liv Morgan, but it's like, put her in the match. Like, I don't even know why SmackDown is having qualifying matches for the women. There's three of them that aren't doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> put them in the match. Um, Nakamura had a King's coronation and we're getting a really kind of cool character turn for Baron here where he doesn't really know where to go next. That shit was funny as fuck. Yo, it was showed really up good. in a black shirt and jeans looking <laughs> wild regular. Ugh. <laughs> I, I like I like this turn for Nakamura. I think that you know them giving him something to do is fine. He's about you, to be grilling Baron Corbin. <laughs> do, you, do you think this will lead to really like King of the Ring again? I, I I'm feeling like it is. No, because I feel like I I've always heard that Vince hates tournaments, and I felt like this was the passing of the King thing, Sans tournament. I feel like they were definitely in the writers' room. Was like, but Vince hates tournaments, and it's like, yeah, but we need a new just. Pass the king to somebody else. Just, just do it, and we'll continue. We'll pass it somehow. We'll continue to pass this thing from champion or king to king, et cetera, et cetera. But let's not do the tournaments. I would have loved to see a tournament. Um, we'll see. Well, also- I wouldn't say you're you're talking like it's a done deal. I, I'll just wait and see what's happening with this king thing. If it ends, if it ends with Nakamura being an Intercontinental Champion again, then I'll be like, okay, there's no tournament coming. But I mean, there's really only two paths you can take here from this: is Roman again. Or Roman, since I mean he really got screwed out of he got screwed out of a match with Roman literally earlier this year, or or uh, Paulo Cruz. I will wait and see because I have no idea what the hell is going to happen. Speaking of speaking of Paulo, uh, well, not even Apollo, but Big E. Well, he beat oh, yeah. Apollo. He beat Apollo. Yeah. Okay. Big E is uh, he's qualified for Money in the Bank as well. Do you feel like he's going to win? The internet would lead you to believe that this man, this is the opportunity. This is the moment. The, the, internet would, the internet would lead you to believe he was supposed to win in Rania. He was supposed to win in TLC. He was supposed to win at Royal Rumble. I keep telling y'all that this is not going to happen. There are people on the show. There's a people. There's a guy that he was facing on SmackDown. That to me, was a bigger deal to him. I think my issue with Big E is that he still looks too much like New Day. Mm. He looks too much like. The new day, like he looks like he's still in that in the group. He needs, I think he need if he's going to be solo. Big E needs a complete. Like I'm not saying to like go away from his personality, but his look is just the same to me. He just looks he like he. I feel like he needs. They need to put him in a start putting him in bigger programs. But you don't think his look part? You don't think his his look is part of it too? Um. Yes, but I don't think he's going to change that. Well, he going to keep being New Day, nigga. <laughs> Shout out to the <laughs> NDN, New Day, nigga. <laughs> New Day, um, nigga. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think that was it for Raw or SmackDown. Those, those are the big Yeah, the big- SmackDown wasn't much. SmackDown wasn't... Uh, we got Jimmy Uso trying to be the new Jey Uso. 
that that storyline is in the back burner like shit now. Now that Jimmy's back. Yeah. That's in the back burner like shit. Um, let's get to Raw. I thought it was a real good show two weeks in a row. Good on that. W- it was weird. This isn't a problem with Raw. It was a problem with me. I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I just wasn't feeling watching or commenting on Raw, really, for the entire day. It was weird. It was weird. That, that's on me. It's not a, that it was a bad show. That was on me. I wasn't feeling Raw last night. I wasn't feeling like diving into Raw last night. I don't know. I was just in a bag. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're talking about. I, th- Raw, I, I don't know neither. Good. If you thought Raw was good, let us know. I thought Raw was real. I don't know Raw what. Was great. Raw was great. Raw was great. <laughs> like, okay, I'm talking about the, the quality of the show, not your feelings. No, it was just, you know, it was great. It was great. The Ricochet had my favorite moment on Monday Night Raw. There you go. Riddle's still in the show on Raw. Is it? Is it apparent to anyone yet that this guy is somebody that they like? Over like Rover. Over. He had two matches in in place of Randy Orton. A main event the, and open Raw. He did the he did the comeback from the back spot. Not many people get that, okay? No, no. Yeah, he still lost, but he came back the, from the back. And that's it what matters. It was the foot game, man. That's what it was. I, I I would shudder to think that him not being able to get Randy into this match. Where was Randy Orton? Nobody knows where he was. I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That, that's fair. Uh, he steals the show. Uh, he he enters the Battle Royal in place of Randy Orton. Uh, has a really cool little spot with Damian Priest, who returned this week, and and it seems to be it seems like they're not bumping him down, and I like that they had him, you know, front and center in that Battle Royale. He was one of the last two with Riddle, um, and then they had him come back for a promo with with Riddle as well. So they're not they have not given up on him. I'm very glad to see Damian Priest back, and glad to see that in him. Yeah. Very casual. Him and, him and Baron Corbin, they're a, they're a tag team. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you. Baron uh, Corbin, he's going to want to take over his body. But the fantastic main event with also Riddle, who won the Battle Royale to get uh, placed into the match that Randy was missing this week, the triple threat between Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles for the last participant in Money in the Bank, was tremendous. Um, Drew ends up winning with, the, with a Claymore uh, and qualifies for Money in the Bank. So you're not done with him yet. Okay, we're not done with Drew yet. Do you, feel, do you feel like he'll actually win? No. Okay, I feel like yeah. I feel like this is to throw us off the scent. Yeah, it's the it's a big throw. I honestly think that I know SmackDown isn't settled yet. SmackDown has a last man standing match between KO and uh, Sammy this week. Uh, if James qualify, wins, what a very qualify. dangerous qualifying match. <laughs> Most more dangerous than the fucking ladder match. Oh, uh, if, if James ends up in this match, I'm like, I, I don't even. He's gonna win it. I'm just gonna like <laughs> James was winning the match. I don't know what to say, but um, <laughs> I, I think this field this year just alone is way better than last year. Is winning the bank by all accounts oh, yeah. on the men's they, side. They, they saw it. It was like, oh, we got people back. Listen, we could stop just <laughs> let's go off. Stop just cruise controlling. Let's yeah. let's go off. Let's get yeah. all the big guys in there. And you said the right word there. I feel like Raw is off cruise control. I feel like Raw is definitely back on to trying to make things happen on the show. We went through a year of things not happening on the show to now we get everybody on the show. I mean, we, we saw a Riker-Elias match for 10 minutes this, this week. And you know what? Oh, I didn't watch that shit. I didn't watch that. I, like, I did. No. I did. It, was, it, was, it wasn't offensive. I, the thing is I can't get over is the fact that I can't. I, I the the guys are offensive. The match wasn't offensive to me. I thought I, I think have that, a, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have a horse in the race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 
could they make Jackson Riker look more weird? Any more could, weird? They make him look more like a insurrectionist. No, but yeah, I, I thought that I don't know who produced this match, but I thought that it was worked well. And that's all I really got to say about it. I, I would rather not see these guys on my TV, but if you're going to put it in front of me, I thought they had an okay match. Whatever. Um, do drop. <laughs> hey, listen. Don't do drop that dunk to the, you know what I'm saying? They love that. They love that. Um, um, the, the, I'm, I'm shocked that they're doing the split between her and Eva Marie so fast. Are you? I'm shocked there was no outrage that she beat Asuka one, two, three, clean as a whistle on national television. And we're not, did the Asuka person show up in your DMs yet? No. And and that's so weird because it's almost like the, the narrative doesn't work anymore. Because <laughs> like, the narrative is that Asuka's being buried in, in, you know, in the favor of all these other people that are old and blonde and blah, blah. And then she loses to, to Piper Nevin. And it's like, uh, <laughs> crickets, nigga. It's crickets. crickets. Because, Jiminy crickets. Because your narrative doesn't work anymore. They're trying to build Piper right now. And they're they're doing a strong case of that. And you know, they need to get them away from Asuka and, and, and uh Naomi because they have a money in the bank match and they don't need to be like losing that much. But um I got a feeling that either one of the one of the two in this tandem are going to be or in this duo are gonna be in money in the bank. I think they're gonna get a last a last chance qualifier or something. I agree. I agree. I think that's what we're building towards. Um, there was a really good Ricochet and John Morrison match that I think people should absolutely go see. These two have great chemistry and it ends on one of the most talked about spots. Lucha underground, Lucha underground, baby. Come on. Never forget. Hashtag never forget. I mean, you know, I thought it was great. Ricochet jumping out of the ring into the, I mean, the, the non-crowd into the Thunderdome, (laughs) uh, which I thought, I mean, you, you, they've, they've been posting all the WWE socials. It's gotten such a positive reaction. Ricochet needs to do stuff like this to get back to where I feel like he where he was number two. You know what I mean? He needs to do stuff like this to get back to that. Um, tremendous MVP in Kofi promo. I thought it was really good. I thought it was good, too. It, it was kind of off-putting by having the women out there. I thought it undercut the seriousness and made me like concerned of, like, what were they doing out there? Are they, like, contractually <laughs> obligated for one appearance on Raw? Um, yeah, they, they're they bringing <laughs> some of them back all, all the time. Was Bobby yeah. on Raw? No, he brought Bobby and Bobby was not on Raw and Randy was but not the on women Raw. were. <laughs> Come on, man. They got a contract. They got to be around MVP at least. <laughs> MVP said, I ain't going out there without no hoes. <laughs> MVP like, listen, <laughs> I get hoes. Bobby right? ain't here. I ain't showing up. It's like, well, we bring the women back. MVP. Well, if we're going to bring them back. Shout out to the person who showed me the the picture that I, I I couldn't I had blocked out of my brain. I was talking about um we need to invite Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks to the BET Awards and then got a ton of Sasha fans like she was at the BET Awards in 2017. Um I meant like on stage, like presenting an award or something, or winning a sports award or something, please. Um Someone in my mentions showed me a picture that, oh, MVP was at the BET Awards like in 2007. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> he was dating. Um, what's her face? Cheryl something. Sh- Sherry? Sherry, yeah. Sherry. Uh... Sherry something from The View. And I was like, Ugh. Was he dating her or was she just his date? I thought that I heard they were dating. Okay. I MVP. heard. Go ahead on there. I heard. <laughs> Go ahead on there. 
Clearly not anymore. He was knocking out of the box. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, miscellaneous stuff. Nikki Cross has a new name. It's Nikki Ash, almost a superhero. They're running with it. They're running with it. What, what's going on? You, you gotta, you gotta go to. Go I to actually school. should probably answer this phone call because it's my dad, and I've ignored him like twice. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll hurry up and get over with the show. Uh, Shayna Baszler still taking pinfalls. I'm thinking that Shayna's not going to be on Raw very much longer. Just a hunch. I think she'll be gone pretty soon. But, uh, I mean, again, Charlotte and Rhea, they're going through it. Uh, Charlotte and I, I guess the storyline here is that uh, Rhea can't, uh, she can't let Charlotte out cheat her. I'm having real issues seeing what the actual storyline is here. There is no clear defined heel or face. They want Charlotte to be the big heel of the women's division. But Rhea is also a big heel of the division. They need to separate these two altogether. I would also <laughs> feel as though... Charlotte will not be on on Raw very much longer, and her and Shayna may be on the way out because they they just they they like Rhea can't be the top heel they want her to be or the heel they want her to be if Charlotte is there. It just cannot happen. No, it just can't happen. It can't. We got to move Charlotte to SmackDown. He's got to go. Gotta, we got to go. We got to go. Listen, Charlotte versus Bianca Belair, though. Fire! Come on, come on. I'm not ready for the the narrative behind that if Bianca loses. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm so not she ready. She might have to lose a couple of times, but she'll get her win back. I promise you that. Well, I mean, I, I feel like they're in, they're in line to making Bianca, just the way that they present her and in, in line to be like that Charlotte-level talent. That is someone who is homegrown from their uh, from their PC. One of the biggest, big, biggest PC success stories that they have, you want her front and center next to the Charlottes, next to the Sashas, next to the Baileys. Like, she's a home... She is legit... Homegrown, not a second generation, third generation superstar. Like that is it with her right there. So we'll see. But that was raw. Really good shows. That was raw. Anything anything else? Was, um Adam Pierce is a hoe, but that's really wow. kind of all right. All right. All that I kind of wanted to say. Um, I don't know if anything else has been happening. I mean, internet, just be nicer, please. For the love of God. Please. And uh and, and Damian Lillard, come to New York next, please. All right, get the fuck out of here. Uh as always, please follow us at the HORNC on Twitter. Uh make sure you check out the uh King of the Ring 96 review that I did with Dom Griffin from last week. It was such a fun conversation. Uh, and thank you to Dom for joining. And that's on our Patreon. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Make sure you sign up for our Patreon as well. We got two new people oh. on Patreon too. I was gonna do that. Let's go. We got two new people on the Patreon. Shout out to Nick Simon. Yes. Um Shout out for you joining the Patreon and also JD Jackson. Shout out to you. Um, long time fan, man. Good to see you on the Patreon, bro. Um, that's a you know, that's all I got. I'm I'm thankfully I got all the names that you could pronounce very, very easily, whereas you get all the names <laughs> that have some, you know, Maybe that art. Oh, I'm shit. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry. Um but so nonetheless. Thank you guys for pledging. Continue to pledge. You get all these additional content. You also get the Invasion Diaries. Remember this Sunday. This I keep saying Sunday like it's going to be. Should I just release it on Sunday? Um, this Monday. Next week Monday, rather. J5 and I. SummerSlam 2001. Invasion Diaries. One of the matches that I guess no one kind of talks about how fucking fire it was. Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Listen. And we go through we go, a lot of stuff too. Yeah, we 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 talk a lot about 2001 in that episode. <laughs> so Sometimes if, I just like to steal. <laughs> yeah, 
I hope you found that clip. I cannot wait to listen. All I right, can't uh, find it. Fuck, but go ahead. All right, I'll, I'll try and find it for you. We also talk about Jesse Camp. Okay, but okay, that, we're not going to spoil it anymore. Uh, so thank you guys for listening to the A Show. Uh, for Meals, I'm Justin. We'll see you guys next week. Please be safe. Please wear a mask. Please, please, please wear a mask and please be safe in this heat. Please stay cool. Praying for all you guys in Portland. Praying for all you guys in New York. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.